0: All right, happy Monday! Welcome to episode six of the Break Room. As always, I'm your host, Mike Kagan. We got a lot to get into today. We have—I I got a lot to say today. I'm sure everybody else does too. There's a lot going on in the world, uh, football world, today, along with the next few days. That's going to be uh, extremely important in terms of how things are going on in the Champions League and how things get seeded going into the future. Uh, I'm joined by co-hosts uh, Dan Kagan, um, Yo. And Sean Karras, boys get right into it let's just get into the, the meat the meat and grits of this dan you want to start us off you want to start us off with uh how arsenal did this morning a nice little tie with fulham you know not a big deal
1: you know i'll just i'll recap it right here so you know i i stay up last night to watch the jake paul fight Ill- illegally yeah. streamed Same. it. Same. illegally streamed it i didn't pay money for that so i ain't no sucker. i ain't no exactly sucker. exactly but but the whole time i was debating i'm like damn like this shit seems staged. I should probably just go to bed. And I was just fighting it. Cause I was like, I got to be up at like eight 30, watch Arsenal, probably lose or tie Fulham in just some like excruciatingly painful way. Because as I was saying earlier, I can't tell you the last time I woke up to watch Arsenal and they rewarded me. They always just, Oh, actually they played Leicester once and they beat them three one, but I didn't watch it. So uh, anyway, you know, we could go out with the lineup, You got Shaka at left back because the left back position is so bad. So damn bad. Gabriel holding Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan gets the start in net because Arteta says he is working like a dog in practice. So all right, all right, Matt Ryan. He concedes a pen. It was a pen. Like he didn't concede it, but he gets scored on it. So there's not really much I can criticize about his performance. Shaka at left back. Like, I mean, damn, man, like really, really just what a what a great way to use him Nenny completely just being an everton pass back merchant just he looks like tiago out there you know what i mean riley he's just he's yeah. got guys breaking in he's got three on twos he's got the That's half space wide open. open he can slide it in yeah tom davies ass he just cuts back passes it to holding passes it to gabriel so lineup came out not that good um, and then you're just watching the game, and I just kept feeling the same way. They dominate for the first 45 minutes. They don't score. They just get cleared off the line like three times. I knew. I'm like, yo, they're going to score. We concede a pen. They score. And then it. we get seven minutes of stoppage time. Like, <sighs> this just what happens when you're a big six team. You get seven minutes of stoppage time at home. Find the winner in the 96. Let's find the tying one in the 96. It just feels like a loss, though. I don't know. It's just Arsenal not being able to capitalize when they have a good position.
0: Arsenal not being able to capitalize. What about Everton? Everton can't capitalize ever. They can't do anything. I mean, holy crap. Um, Yeah, Tottenham, Jose Mourinho, they look like a completely lost team. Um, We played them a couple days ago and ended up drawing them two to two. And they're a completely lifeless team that had no chances on goal. Other than the two chances that were gifted, because the best matchup of the day was between Holgate and Keane, who were on the same team because they were literally playing—they literally played as if they were playing each other. It was horrible. I, you know, it, it's just a classic. We dominate the game. You are the better team in the game. We were much better than Tottenham. We played better than Tottenham, and Tottenham not only Tottenham pulled an us at the end of the game. They sat back for the last 10 minutes looking for a draw. And we just attacked them the whole time. And they got lucky to not get scored on again. But they pulled the exact same thing that we pull against smaller sides and end up drawing games because we're like, we're going to go and we're going to hold this 1-0 lead and hope we can win. And it never fucking works. You know, if it wasn't for Mason Holgate and Keen literally being just blind, And just passing the ball and literally just missing the ball and giving it to Harry Kane, who, by the way, is the best striker in the Premier League. I think everybody knows this. He's out of Tottenham, by the way. He's going to be out of there in the summer. He'll probably be on City, which is, you know, good for him. He'll actually get to compete for, you know, trophies. But I mean, like, similar to Dan, man, just so irately annoyed because it's like, you can win that game. And go back and be tied on tied with Liverpool on points, right? You can be tied with Liverpool on points, be right back in the Europa League race, but you end up drawing the game because again, just that age-old saying of Everton that you you just the biggest enemy of Everton is itself.
1: Yeah, are, I know how you it feel. is the
0: biggest enemy. Same I, with Arsenal. Arsenal's biggest enemy is itself. They do everything right. They do great tiki-taka goals, and and you have been dealing with an injury crisis that the Seamus Coleman who comes out and says. You know, we're not going to complain like a bunch of other people do with the injuries we have. You know, I, I sent out a list to Dan of the current injuries in the Premier League, and Everton actually leads the league in injuries. Not long term, not like Liverpool. Liverpool has the most long term, but in terms of right, the-
2: yeah. But in every like week, there's always just something new coming so, up exactly. there. Exactly,
0: something's always new, right? And you know, they've been dealing with a lot of injuries, but they they've had this approach with no excuses, right? And I get that, no excuses. You can still grind out points. And they, st- and they should have won that game against Tottenham. But it's infuriating nonetheless to watch Tottenham, who are a lifeless sack of shit club. Literally lifeless sack of shit club. What do we think you of Tottenham? Shit. Yeah. What do we think of shit? Tottenham. Tottenham. Literally. <laughs> a lifeless team that is completely devoid of all talent. I mean, they had no midfield. They, we were. Everton was able to pass. Tom Davies was able to make a forward pass. Threw in the midfield, who would have ever thought? And they couldn't come out with a win. They could have come. The win was basically served to them on a silver platter, and they beat themselves. And it's just so irately. It's just so Everton that it just is. So you know, next next week we have another North London team on Friday. We play Arsenal. Um, already beat them this year, but uh, you know, hopefully we'll have our hopefully we'll have our full team. But actually, we won't because Ducouré is out for neither. Neither will we. So I can't. Yeah, I can't
1: so, promise it'll be an entertaining game full of stars.
0: Look, like Seamus Coleman says, a lot of teams are going to go out and complain about injuries. We're not going to be the team that complains about injuries. We're just going to put our head down in the dirt, or we're just going to grind or we're trying to get points. By the end of the day, if you're literally gifting the opposition goals that steal three points from a game you should have won. I mean, hey, I, I, I told know. you, I told you on Friday,
1: I, Everton did a fantastic Arsenal impression. It really just tried to mimic what Arsenal were doing. You know, we're going to play really well. We're going to build from the back. We're going to hit on everything that we want to hit on. And then right when we don't need it, we're going to score on ourselves or make a costly error. And then the manager, but the problem, the problem with Everton is the manager gets the ultimate, ultimate saving grace by like, you know, his players are ass. Like, I'm sorry, but like, if I fielded a lineup that comprised of like Tom Davies, Andre Gomes, um
0: I will
1: be. Joshua, Joshua I will be like if I if I had to start those players I would come in knowing that like hey the possibility of a mistake right now from these guys is way higher than I had when I had Kaka at AC Milan and all of the legends I've ever coached so he gets the da- you know the benefit of the doubt when I watch Arteta deal with it it's like it, it's just self-inflicted You know, he's just throwing shit at a wall and hoping it sticks with his lineups. And it's like, what are you watching, bro? I I see fucking, you got Martinelli out there today. Martinelli, he he put in a good shift. I'll I'll say that. He should have scored. He chipped the goalie. It just bounced right off the line. Like, tough for him, but that's Arsenal. Um, Sokka, like, I don't know. He hit the bar again. Uh, He was all right. He gets, you know, he gets a lot of praise. But, you know, I think he gets a little too much praise sometimes because he can just mail in performances. And that's, you know, he plays a ton. So I'm not going to be, like, so critical of him. He's 19 years old. All I don't the,
0: expect him to be. All like- I'm going to say is we beat ourselves. But I've said this since last year at the end of season. At, or at the, in the middle of the season, actually. I told this to Dan. And I'm going to say this on this podcast because I've always felt this way. Richarlison is overrated. Richarlison is overrated. He has a better social media presence than he does actually on the football pitch himself. Again, you can blame Holgate and Keane for literally gifting Harry Kane two goals, literally gifting him two goals on a silver platter, but you can't get, you cannot miss a completely wide open goal with five minutes to go. You can't sky it. You can't, you can't do that. That's not, you know, that's not quality. That's not quality at all. I told Dan a year and a half ago that Calvert-Lewin was extremely underrated and Richarlison was very overrated. And the two balanced out this year. The two changed. Calvert-Lewin is the goal scorer and Richarlison is just as overrated as we, as I thought he was. And missing that goal at the end, literally skying it over in a completely empty net, just com- continues to prove to show that he is he's either in his own head or... Or maybe he, he's maybe a little bit over his head. I'm not really sure, but there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of problems with Everton right now. And, you know, to, to think that for the first month of the season, they were first. They led the league. They were at the top of the league. And for most of the season, they were top six. To have a complete, you know, I'm not trying to blame injury crisis or whatnot, but, you know, you can't lose to Newcastle. You can't lose to Fulham. You can't lose, You can't tie Brighton. You can't lose to these teams. You know, you can't drop these points. You can't have a worse record at home than Liverpool. Seriously. I mean, Riley, you want to chime in?
2: Oh, man. Well, uh, Liverpool, they're going to be playing Leeds tomorrow. And uh, we started off the season against Leeds with a 4-3 victory that felt very undeserved because the way we play defense against Leeds is just so shit. So, and that was back when we had a ton of players, too, that we don't have right now. So, I'd like to be optimistic about this game because it is leads after all. Uh, they're the definition of mid-table this season.
1: Good for them, though. I think they're yeah. a good team. Yeah, no, better I, than I, I like Leeds. I like their come-up. I, like I, I respect them, yeah.
2: Yeah, but 3 uh, o'clock game tomorrow. Um, our form has been improving, thank God. We're only three points out of top four, three behind West Ham. So, I mean... And we have a game in hand, hopefully. All respect
1: you know. to West Ham. Yeah, all They, they got a great – Watching them all year.
2: Jesse Lingard is
1: really like- carrying that team. Yeah, I know. But, like, shout out Joe Willick, big goal against uh, West Ham. Keeps Newcastle afloat, even though, like, Newcastle just – they're becoming
0: Sunderland. Like I just oh, don't Newcastle. want to see them in the Fuck Premier League Newcastle. anymore. Yeah, oh, I just Newcastle. don't want to see his team. Newcastle and West Brom. I want them to be out of the league. I fucking hate both. Those yeah, teams.
2: West Brom's definitely going
1: down.
0: Fuck both those teams. I fucking hate both. Norwich is teams. coming back up. Oh,
1: Norwich is back out to just go back. Yeah, down. yeah. <laughs> Spend zero and go right back down. Great. They're, it's just a cash grab. The can owners are just go. pocketing the money they get. Cantwell, Goat, Buendia, Goat. Sean, would you like to fill us in on Lee Goon? What's Um, going on?
3: Yeah, you know, you had a bunch of games go on today. So as it currently stands, the top three teams, the Leon game is still going on right now, so we don't know. But as it stands, there's a two-point difference between the top three teams right now. Going into the final whatever, I think it's five or six games left, I can't recall. But listen, in terms of all those teams that are competing for the title, it's must win from here on out. You can't, you can't afford to drop any more points for any of these teams. I mean, you saw Lille; they escaped with a draw the other day, and it was they had they took them all the way to the I 84th, that game. all the way to like the 84th minute for them to tie it. in. you know, even a draw like that caused PSG to come right back in within one point. They lose their three point advantage. Um, PSG today were on the ropes against Saint Etienne. It uh, took until. Literally the last kick of the game for Mario Cardi, who came out of nowhere and headed in the winner to keep, no. us within, keep us within the title race. But yeah, I mean every single game from here on out for PSG league, Champions League, European, domestic, it's all must win from here on out if you wanna complete the, the treble.
0: So like what do you think about the oil the oil battle between oil you? classico? Oil classico?
3: Uh, yes, the oil classico. where, you know, I'm not going to get into it much because we don't rely on oil money anymore. We never really did, but I'm not going to get into sure. it. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a debate for another day. But in terms of the match itself. Um...
1: No, PSG just relies on child like slavery or something. That's what their money's come from. They're Qatari, right?
0: Yeah. Right. Ooh,
1: World Cup. Ooh, that was tough. The World Cup workers. Ouch.
3: Right, because we have something to do with that. But okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm excited for the championship semifinal. I mean, if we're gonna be honest. Uh, a lot of neutrals, I would say. I think it's fair to say, wanted to see this matchup happen for a long time. Ever yeah, since I, I agree with
1: that. I completely.
3: Since agree with 20, that. since the last time it happened was 2016, it was really close then. I think everyone's been waiting for it to just happen again in real life, and it was bound to happen at one point. Um, it's happening again, and. I'm excited. I mean, I can't really say that I'd say, I think we can easily win this game, but I think we could also easily lose this game. There's no real, like, because every advantage that we have, they also have an advantage somewhere else on us. And I think their back line is depending on if Marquinhos can suit up. I think their back line is much better than ours, but we do have the threat of attacking prowess and, Yeah, I think it's going to be a really entertaining tie, I should say.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. It's going to be one of those – it's going to be – again, these are two of, like, the best types of football in the world because it's going to be an open game. It's going to be Guardiola versus Pochettino. It's going to be Marla versus Foden and De Bruyne and just the amazing players on both sides of the pitch.
3: Let's not forget the last time Poch and uh, Pep played in the – quarterfinals with City and Tottenham they scored like four goals in the first like 20 minutes yep
0: yep it's going to be an open play game that's why I respect watching these you know top teams plays because they play open it's not Brexit ball like in the Premier League you see every week it's a completely yeah. open game dominated by skill it's not a possession game it's end to end completely it's like the last 10 minutes of a Premier League game but it's for the entire you know right. 90 minutes so I
3: don't think it's I don't think I'm wrong in saying that whoever comes out of this tie is instantly going to be the favorite in the final.
0: Yeah. Easily, 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 absolutely. I hundred percent agree with you. Wait I mean, that.
3: I just want, I want PSG to win so much because, you know, last year they got to the final and everyone was, Oh, who did they play? They played Leipzig. They played Atlanta. They played all these teams in a one-off tie. And now this year it would be, we'd had to go through Barcelona, Bayern city to get through the final. It's like, Finally, we have to – we get to prove our worth against the big clubs and no one can say we took the easy route to the final.
0: Personally, I got to say this, though. Whoever wins this tie, I think will win. Like, not favored to win,
1: but will win. Well, yeah, they'd be playing yeah. fraud, Real Madrid, who yeah. got there. Like, who did Real play? Uh, they played, played Liverpool. Atlanta, uh, Liverpool. Liverpool. Who are they playing now? Uh Chelsea. 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 Well, Maybe Chelsea team. makes it, though. Yeah, Chelsea? Two-shoe.
0: Tuchel, Two-shoe Tuchel has completely changed. Tuchel has actually used the $250 million that Lampard spent and couldn't do anything with and actually turned something into – again, Tammy Abraham hasn't played in, like, 20 games, and he's going to get bought out in the summer by some team. Lester, Lester else, wants him. Everybody smart. on that team is playing great. Mason Mount is playing great. Their back line is playing big. Tuchel's a defensive head coach. They're playing, like, a top – top top side in the world right now whether you want to say it or not and you want to say oh it's boring tuchel ball doesn't matter it's winning games and they're doing it decisively they just beat city in the semifinals finals in the fa cup they're going in the final to play who Leicester.
1: yeah uh the game's going on right now actually okay. yeah well, i
3: think the thing that helped tuchel out so much was that when he left psg he kind of felt freed in a sense that he doesn't have to rely on the he doesn't have the game plan for his two best two of the top five players in the world he has you know he doesn't have those type of players at chelsea but what he does have is really really good players He doesn't have the best two players but he has really really good attacking players that he can interchange anywhere he can put people on the left right middle center
1: i, I love what he really did helped him i love um, how you know when he got there and took over he immediately stabilized them. They were on life support. He stabilized them. And that's the thing. They were playing boring-ass football. So boring. Like, I'd rather watch paint dry. The The whole whole, locker room. Oh, my God. They looked so disconnected, right? But slowly, he was just watching his team playing at their base, at their floor, and starting to game plan and build pieces in. He started, we thought, we were sitting there saying, oh, geez, Pulisic fell out of favor. You know, he hasn't played in months. He slowly works Pulisic into the role, and now... I mean, you can't say he hasn't played well over the last couple games as he's yeah. been healthy. He's looked really good. You look at other players, Mason Mount, He started to build the role around him and just be up and down the middle right through Mason Mount. He's looked better every single game I watch him play. Like,
0: just saying though, Mason ahead. Mount is the new number 10. He is the new prototypical number 10 because of the fact that he not only distributes the ball and can hit it, from outside the box but he also comes back and plays defense he also can come back and pull on someone's jersey and win the ball for them he can play ball winning midfielder and 10 and that's the new prototypical 10 moving in towards future ways of world football he is that prototype and it's so nice to see him continuously shine because he was again a lot of people hated on him when lampard was there saying why the hell is mason mount playing why the hell is mason mount playing well, Frank Lampard, though, is kind of an, who was kind of an idiot. And, you know, he's a clown. Frank, he's a player. He was right he, on what he saw. He was right on what he saw. Exactly. And he was also right on getting, you know, uh, Kepa the fuck out of goal. Because, you know, currently Mendy still plays well. Mendy's still playing well. So they're a good team to watch. I think that, you know, I think it's overblown that they play Brexit ball or whatever you want to say. I think Tuchel, I get it. Chelsea managers last like a year and a half. Months, years, yeah. 18 months, whatever you want to say. But um, he's been a good addition to that that family of managers, I'd say. Um, so I, I like watching them play. They're they're a top class side now, top top class. I mean, for fuck's sake, we beat them early in the year, and that did not happen. So, so did we. We that. we killed them. We, yeah, exactly. The
3: biggest thing is they're a physical team now. They yeah. do, yes.
0: they're physical. Yes, they are. And Tiago Silva's playing great. He's literally playing to the bill that they bought him for.
2: Yeah. Like he looked like he should have retired in the
0: beginning of the season when he was under Frank. Tuchel, he could Tuchel not hold his own. Tuchel Masterclass. What can we say? Like seriously, Tuchel Masterclass. But good for them. Um excited for the Champions League semifinals, excited for the last remaining games in the Prem, League Un, Serie A, whatever you want to say. Um, but today there there's some huge uh not so much breaking news, but um just some just awful stuff and i I just want to preface this with saying world football has taken over the last 10 years a dangerous turn a and it's going to be a cautionary tale from what i i hope we can learn from because i hope this never happens but money has become more important than everything else in world football we call it the beautiful game and these businessmen are trying to truly take away why this game is so beautiful and at the end of the day i get it it's about you know redlining it's about profit it's about revenue i get it but with the new plans of a potential uefa super league that obviously is not going to happen we everybody here we understand that this is not going to happen
1: because they pitch this every year they've been pitching it every year since 2015 you hear the same thing when they talk about the MLS and Liga MX you always hear oh they want to combine the leagues they want to do a joint comp they'll never do it it's not going to happen
0: I need to rant and you think
1: I just want to I just want to mention this I think it's worth noting you think it's surprising this comes out Sunday morning no because on Wednesday UEFA is going to announce their plans for a 36 team format for the Champions League known as the Swiss model Like, there's no surprise that this comes out right before that because they're trying to derail it. They don't want it because it's also rigged by UEFA's way. And some of the clubs don't like that. I don't see why not. But, Mike, you can go ahead on your rant.
0: I got a rant because this is something that I've been talking about today with you and all the guys in the group chat. I've, I've had to I've had to say this. It is the beautiful game. This game is about. The, the fans, the atmosphere, you know, I live to see Porto play like Real Madrid or Shakhtar somehow gets the round of 16 in some, in some alternate reality and knocks off Barcelona. We live for this drama in the Champions League. This is Good what- it, Huh?
3: Go off King, go off.
0: We live for this. This is what, this what, this is what makes the world, world football world amazing. A UEFA Super League, which is currently told to be a 20-team league, where 15 of which are life, (laughs) lifelong. They are not relegated. They can never leave. Six of those are the, quote, this invisible bullshit narrative big six in the Premier League, which would be Tottenham, Arsenal, Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Those six teams would have lifetime grants in this made-up Super League. They'd never be able to relegate only based off of historical presense even though Tottenham and fucking Arsenal don't mean to say anything, but they suck. I said it. I said they would finish 19th and 20th and not get relegated. All I'm saying, this but that's not even the point here. The point here is about that this is about money. This is only about money. The cash grab. That's all this is about. They would this is soccer is soccer's going to a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous downturn with the fact that fans don't matter. Leagues don't matter, the only thing that matters is money. That's it, that's all that money, that's all that matters. And that is, dis- that is disgusting, that is absolutely disgusting because we saw this revelation with City, we saw this revelation with PSG, we saw this revelation with any team that has just, Abramovich initially, any team that has just been granted billions and billions of dollars that has completely went from being nothing 10 years ago or 15 years ago to the richest, most important c- clubs in the world, all based off of money is not the narrative. That is not the model that we should be following, but yet the world continues to be, continues to go down this downturn. And let, you know, let's just, let just, let's just put this for a preface, right? Let, let me say this. There's a, here's a tweet. Here's a saying from Micah Richards played for Manchester city, right? And I need to play this. Because this is exactly how all of us should feel. I've not found anybody who says, oh, this UEFA Super League is a great idea. If you think it's a great idea, you're a piece of shit. And you cannot talk about football at all. But I just need to play this. The Premier League has been run amazingly. We all know that clubs is an investment. It's a business at the end of the day. But what happens to the fans? What happens to the the memories of what
3: the fans have had o- over the years, they've just forgotten about for the sake of money. And that's the way
0: football has become now. And I think it's an absolute disgrace, if I'm honest, Dave. But we talk about the big clubs, they're, they're clubs like Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich one of the biggest clubs in the world. At least they have made a stand, which is a good start. Well, this story will no doubt run and run. Um, the clubs involved, for the avoidance of doubt, would need Premier League permission to take part. It seems pretty clear that they wouldn't get it. And without it, you know what that means? They would have to break away entirely from the Premier League. So the Premier League itself is a threat, it seems, with this breaking news this afternoon. We will be asking Manchester United for their comment. If you, That is the holistic view. That is how every person who loves this beautiful game should see this. It's not about fans anymore. It's not about the love of the club. It's not about the badge. It's not about any of that. It's all about money. That's all it is. And UEFA, UEFA has stepped in and said a beautiful way of dealing with this and putting the hammer down. Official statement from UEFA about the Super League from Fabrizio Romano. The club's concerned will be banned from playing in any other domestic competition, European or international level. And the players could be denied the opportunity to represent their teams at the international level. What does that mean? What does that mean guys? Someone chime in. let
1: they're me know. frozen out. they're frozen out of that. They, they just they what did they become? What do those clubs become? They become franchises. nobody want, wants that. Nobody likes that model like all I have to say with this hey for the Premier League owners, I've always been saying this Mike uh, Mike knows I support this statement. I will live by it. I don't think the gap between the Premier League and the other five leagues is as, or the other four leagues is as big as everybody thinks it is. And I definitely think from the English perspective, they're shoving their fingers up their ass and smelling it when it comes to the Premier League. Because of, of those big six teams, five of them wouldn't finish within the top eight. I, I promise you that. Arsenal and Tottenham lining up against Real Madrid and Barcelona. Dude, these, the people who run Barca, you know, Real Inter, AC Milan, Juventus. Do you not understand that these presidents want to see the Premier League f- fail at this level and have those clubs fail? They hate those clubs because the clubs have that narrative that they play in such a better league. When in reality, they would just get waxed by all those teams.
0: Like you, City finishes where in that league? Fifth.
1: Cool. Mm-hmm. 3rd not. Third? I don't, like I don't,
0: even want, I don't even want to think about it because it's never going to happen.
1: Because it, it's it's not going to work. It's so stupid. With 15 teams I just staying have to in say, it.
3: I don't know if you guys heard this earlier from Gary Neville when he went on Sky Sports. I'm looking at uh, that right
2: now, Sean, too.
3: He, uh, I'll read it. Obviously, he, you know, he's Gary Neville. He's a flair for the dramatics. But this is what he said. He said, there's a Manchester United legend, by the way. So given this, Manchester United, Spurs, and Arsenal are not even in the Champions League. Arsenal are in shambles of a club, and they expect a god's given right to go to a european super league it's disgusting they should be deducted money points and be punished the owners of all these clubs are imposters they have nothing to do with football in this country they're bottle merchants they never hear from the owner of these clubs they have no voice we are in the midst of a pandemic an economic crisis clubs at the bottom of the national leagues are folding and these owners are on zoom calls talking about more money it's pure greed and just an absolute joke
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. A doubt. And, and I want
1: you to know, nobody, I haven't seen anybody in the Arsenal community supporting this idea. I haven't seen anybody, which is good. I don't, because we do not deserve to be playing with the likes of PSG
0: and this, Real Madrid and this, Bayern Munich. This would make people like me, who don't support a quote, big, sick side, completely irrelevant. And this is not the point where I come here for, you know, trying to seek, you know, help from you guys or whatever. This would make anybody in my situation who might support Leicester City or or Wolves or Aston Villa or fucking Sasulu or anything completely known. You would never, you're, there's no European competition for you. Nothing matters your team's not gonna be anywhere. Basically the world is gonna be like, all right, you gotta go support one of these 20 teams. Go do it. One of these fifteen teams. Absolutely not. One of these twenty teams, where half of them their history is just made up. Yeah, literally, quite literally. It's like he Neville couldn't have said it any better. Literally couldn't have said it any better. Straight up, it is an absolute joke. It is a disgrace to to everyone who says this is a beautiful game. To to literally the term. This is the beautiful game. It's a disgrace. It is a joke. It is disgusting. The fact that and every time I hear about this stupid fucking league, I get so mad because it is all about money. Like he said, we're in a pandemic. There's teams in the national level having to fold. And these owners are jerking each other off in Zoom calls, wanting more money. Are you fucking joking? You fuck off, literally fuck off.
2: Yeah, these big Premier League teams really are still salty over Leicester City winning the title in twenty sixteen. Like, did they just forget about that or do they just never want that to fucking happen? They never like, want,
0: they want that to have, happen. They never want it to happen. Why wouldn't you want that to happen? That's the that, that was the greatest sports achievement I have ever witnessed in my life, other than the yeah. Patriots winning Super Bowl 51.
3: That is the greatest sports achievement I you have guys uh ever... you guys know. You guys know who the other clubs are too, right?
0: Yes,
1: yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. but we're not no. surprised with that because those clubs like see themselves as way bigger than everybody in their leagues
0: again they're trying to create a of history from 20 years ago what, what, what are you what, what a history from 20 who cares who the fuck cares seriously like oh because Arsenal went undefeated and invincible and, and we're in usually in the Champions League let's just birthright. Boom. Manchester United is in the Europa League. Boom. Tottenham is a complete shambles. Have not won a trophy. Let's just put them in because they have lots of money. Ooh, are you fucking serious? Get the fuck out of here. That's
3: unbelievable. That's there, a- was a, um, there was a report. I can't I don't know if it's 100% true, but there's a report that yesterday the Bayern reps called the PSG reps and said that if they're not going in, then they're not also going in and Good. vice versa.
0: Good. Good. good, good. They're upholding their PS- integrity. At least PSG and Bayern hold the integrity, other than these owners. And I agree with Neville. They should fucking punish these these t- pricks. Stan Kroenke out. I'll I'll do it every. Pricks. I'll do it any day. Pricks. I'll do it any day. Absolute pricks. Complete pricks. Oh, we don't have enough. Ron James out. Jeez. Nah, you can stay. Just have SG. <laughs> The Premier League released somewhat of a statement from one of the reps earlier this morning saying that if teams were to secede from the Premier League, you know what they would have to do if that Europa Super League folded? They'd have to start from fucking Sunday League. They'd have to start good. from the ground good. up. Good. It'd take 10 years to get back to Premier League. Good. Fucking yeah. good. Absolutely. That's how it should be. This is just a shambolic, stupid, greed idea. Fucking disgusting. With the uh with a little bit of time left, I just want to touch up on I
1: think I think we've covered up this pretty well, but um, I just want to say in 30 minutes, we're going into David Beckham's career mode. He's playing the team that he used to play for, and he owns the team that's playing against them. So <laughs> I mean, like, I just have to say we have to respect this absolute moment of being a rock star. Absolutely like man's man's played for the LA Galaxy is their best player ever probably the best player to ever touch mls one like, of nobody debates players. this one, one of, of us nobody debates this one of the best nobody debates because he came over pretty early let's not forget yeah, yeah. and now he is playing against LA Galaxy with the team he owns inter miami
0: like dude go go that's all i have to say i'll be great tuning ambassador in Ambassador for the mls great ambassador yeah. oh for yeah football too to put mls into a greater stratosphere and start getting more and less less retirement players here more maybe better players grow out the league a little bit and enter Miami like you said it's going to be a well-run organization because David Beckham's at the forefront of it you always want to have these you know figureheads in world football owning these teams it's a good platform to provide for everybody else and I'm excited like Matthew McConaughey who's not a you know player of any sort you know but he owns Austin FC um, or fc austin and that's a nice thing to have you want to have will
1: Farrell, all those all those yeah. celebrities own la fc like it's just good to have those people in the game i hate i don't mind that uh, city football group owns NYCFC. i don't I think mind that's that LeBron, fine.
0: i don't mind that lebron james has part ownership in liverpool i don't yeah I don't, mind that. No
1: way. I don't i don't mind that that red bull owns the red bull new york team and they you know mine all their players and no. send them to leipzig yeah. and then send them out like like celebrities, I could care teams, less.
0: Celebrities part time owner teams great. Rocky Balboa,
3: a uh, part time owns Everton. You know, you want to have these. Uh, I have, I have some, I have something. So, did you guys, they just announced who would be the president of the European Super League should it be created? Yeah. Who, is it? who it is would it? Be, be the bad man, Florentino Perez, Real Madrid president? Bro, yeah. oh, fuck that guy. That
1: guy's such no a way, fuck. bro. That league would be rigged against the Premier League. It's never going to happen, guys. It's just never going no. to happen. We know it's not, though. We we understand that. It's It just – it keeps coming every year, and every year it just feels as if they're they're getting an inch every time, and that's what hurts.
0: And that's why I say it's going down a tricky, tricky slope. And, again, I like how UEFA stepped in and said, hey, you want to be part of this league? You're not going to get to participate yourself. You're not going to participate. Messi's not going to be able to go play for Argentina, you know. You guys aren't going to be able to go compete internationally. You're not going to, to go to go to World Cup if you want to do this. And there's no way players are okay with that. You know, and players, I'm sure players in locker room understand that, you know, these rich, greedy owners are just trying to fuck up everything in the world. Or the Capitals are cheap shotting so hard right now. It's okay. Well, we're going to beat them. Anyway, that's basically the show. Uh, it was a great rant, guys. Uh, great insight from everybody here. Just had to get that across our uh, across our show because it's disgusting. Um, I think everybody can agree that this is a disgusting uh, potential thing. But Before it's we
2: leave, uh, Tom Brady is at the Inter-Miami game.
1: Oh, just it's it's going to be goats there. That's it. Goats exactly.
2: Tweedy and Higuain in the lineup. Love to see it. Love to see some representation. Oh, no. I
1: shared to just got fucked
0: up. <laughs> All right. Anyway, boys, thanks for hopping on. Uh, hope you guys have a great rest of your work weeks uh thanks for the insight today uh hopefully psg beats man city uh hopefully everton beats (laughs) arsenal and uh yeah but uh see you guys next week uh let's fucking go all right good job guys peace out everybody